welcome to Houndsy, the Steel Army podcast. I'm Dan Yost, and with me on a Friday night to discuss the Hounds, seven new signings, one more preseason game, and one week before the 2023 campaign officially kicks off, I have with me, first off, Ariana. Um, It is a Friday night, I just said. I know why I'm willing to record a podcast and why Seth is willing to sit around and record a podcast on a Friday night, but you, what is your excuse to be doing this? You're better than that. I I am better than that, but um, it is a fish fry Friday night, and um, so we had dinner and just got back from the fish fry, so I didn't really have anything planned because I wasn't sure how long of a wait it is the second one uh so far of the season so i didn't really plan anything for a friday night um i don't have an excuse except i just don't like being out in public (laughs) fair enough uh we did try to record this on wednesday that fell through we tried to record this on thursday that fell through so we find ourselves on a friday and of course none of us apparently had any real plans and friday became Somehow the easiest night for us to record, um, bizarre, just absolutely bizarre. Seth mm. is here as well. Seth, uh, you on the porch still? No, it's Whoa. too windy. Too windy for the porch. Okay. I know. I was disappointed. So that's uh, this is my first time recording inside the house. So the maiden voyage of the living room, or sorry, the dining room podcast studio. Uh, can the but, takes be quite yeah. as hot from inside? I don't know. We'll see. I, I told you earlier, I literally had to take a nap to make it to 9 o'clock. So. Yeah, you had no I Friday night plans. That. No, no, no Friday night plans. But uh, I feel like it's been a long time since I've talked to you guys on here. So glad to be back. Glad you're uh, here. Since the last time I was on Hansi... I can't, I don't think I can say because of my contract obligations, but I am going to be perf- officiating a wedding. That's the big news. Oh. I'm going to be oh. officiant. So I think, Dan, you've done that before, right? No, I have, I have not. I thought you did. Never mind. Okay. No, I don't know. Never mind. I thought I thought that was a common bond I, we had. No. no, I am certified. It's I really can easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So what I was what it. was the process? I did online. It, yeah, it literally took like five minutes. Mm-hmm. It was like my name, my address, and then they emailed me something and said, "You're now ordained." Oh, so this wasn't through the state. It was through some, like, some faux church. It's like, yeah. Some, like, revival. Yeah, it's like a, a utilitarian church. Yep, that's all, it. All, kind of, like, all-encompassing, no, you know, specific religious affiliation, just kind of general to where I got it. I think it's called the... Global utilitarian, something utilitarian. Yeah, yeah. I got mine when I worked at my old job, just in case we had an officiant not show up. 
Um, it happened once where the officiant was about 15 minutes late and it freaked everyone out. And so I was, I got certified just in case. But you never got to do it. Uh, never had to do it, but yeah, I'm always, you know, on deck just, just in case. <laughs> so Seth, are you, are you going to do like the classic line, the, with the power vested in me? by something something and the commonwealth of pennsylvania are you gonna bust out that line so i'm actually utilizing chat gpt to write my uh whole service <laughs> um so if that makes it into the algo yeah it'll be in there but uh we're gonna see i'm just throwing multiple different prompts at it and taking what i like from each one fair enough does, uh, it's 2023. Does the couple know this is how you're you're preparing their their moment of bliss? Maybe, maybe not. They do now. They do now. Yeah. Well, guys, the Hounds signed seven people this week. Um, let me tell you. You know what? What a real sucker play is. Being that that podcast records on Monday night and then have nothing to talk about, and then all the action comes Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. <laughs> yeah, that's that, hate that's to, not hate the plan. To be those guys, so, <laughs> just just having nothing to talk about, and then all the all the good times roll in for Houndsy to pick up the pieces come Friday night. Seven signings, uh, all up and down the field, uh, wide swaths of uh, of experience levels. Uh, I asked you two to to take a couple of these, couple of these players. We, we've chopped the list up a little bit here. Give a little blurb on each of them. Uh, Ariana, go first. Uh, what, what you got on Tony Lopez? All right. Um, well, the Hounds announced uh, Tony has a one-year deal um, with a club option in 2024. I'm pretty sure that's universal for uh, everyone. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's evergreen. <clears throat> Um, so he's 25 and spent the last three seasons with Cal United Strikers FC of um, the National Independent Soccer Association, which is a mouthful. Um, he has scored 10 goals, four assists, and he's played some decent minutes. They have a breakdown on their website of all of their games, their minutes, their goals, and all of that. So he's played little over 2,500 minutes. Um, so he has some experience and some legs. It also mentions that he enjoys water polo and is fluent in Spanish and Portuguese, which I find an interesting take on him. Um, he also has some international playing experience. He played overseas for a little while uh, in Brazil for the Rio Claro FC which is a second division team in Sao Paulo. Um, so he seems like a really nice nice player to kind of round out um, our front line there. And he, I can confirm after attending some games, he has played time for us. Um, he was one of the first ones I kind of peeped, uh, potentially being, uh, being a signing from, from Bob. So um, I'm looking forward to him. And he seems like a really rounded out player. Lots of experience. Nice, nice. Uh, Seth, take it up next. Uh, Jonathan Gomez, give us give us your your little scouting report. So I was reading 
about Jonathan via the Hound's press release. Uh, and I found it very interesting to me that a, a D2 goalie, an NCAA Division II goalie, is making it. And then you read down, and he, I mean, he did have a, he had a stint at uh, UNC Wilmington. Um, a little bit older, 24. Uh, so he's uh, had a hell of a year in the PSAC last year. They went 19 1 and 1 to win the PSAC title. Uh, and this is absurd at any level of soccer. I don't care where you're playing. They, they only allowed four goals all season. So he was actually named the uh, PSAC West Defensive Athlete of the Year. Um, so I'd be interested to see what the, uh, crossover from that level is. If, you know, again, if he's slated to be the third goalkeeper, if we ever see him outside of a open cup match, uh, we'll have to, you know, kind of see there. Um, but I thought it was kind of cool to see somebody and, and from a local college get signed with the team, um, I also was thinking about this. We have three goalkeepers signed. They have a combined one year of professional experience. That seems wild to me. Yeah, but I th- that that's one year more than we had last year. Yeah. Oh, God, that's right. We have more experience within the play. I thought Silva. Oh, that's uh, right. No, no, mind. no. That's right. Because he, he was Wait, with Silva. Yeah, he was with TFC too. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I was going to say you like gave me a panic attack for a yeah, second. Yeah, I, I keep like, forgetting <laughs> he had that. He was with TFC two for for yeah. My bad. I was about ready to say we have a wily group of veterans. Then but so we, we have more. We, we have a year more of USL championship experience than we did last year. And we have uh, two playoff starts. And a shit ton of penalty kicks. A shit ton, literally. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> nice. All right, uh, my turn. Uh, I took Junior Eto uh, last year with the Tampa Bay Rowdies. Uh, as you might guess, Junior is not his his actual name. I'm on. I, I apologize, Junior, in advance for hacking what your actual first name is, but I'm gonna try it anyways. Uh, I'm, I believe it is going to be pronounced Brun Al, Brun Allergene Eto, B R U N A L L E R G E N E, Brun Allergene Eto. Um, someone can correct me if uh, if I hack that too too badly, but we'll go with that. With Tampa Bay last year, uh, twenty two appearances, only five starts, um, seven hundred seventy minutes, so not a ton of minutes. Uh, League average on on a lot of stats. Um, the year for the year before twenty twenty one had a decent start with the battery. Uh, six uh, six appearances, six starts, four hundred ninety five minutes. Uh, I believe that's where the injury came in, uh, cut his his season off short. Twenty twenty again. That was only the sixteen game season. Uh, over fourteen hundred minutes. Uh, 16 starts in all 16 games, so uh, he's he's put in uh, the legs. He's ha- he's put in the minutes, just not in the last couple of years. Uh, 
really to me seems like a classic Bob guy who's who's kind of scuffled a little bit in his career. And these are like the the reclamation projects Bob really really seems to like. So uh, who knows where it ends, you know, where he ends up, uh, how Bob deploys him in the midfield. I'm assuming he's more of a of a depth bench guy at least for now. But uh, Junior Ento, uh, the midfielder coming out of Tampa Bay, new hound. Uh, coming off of that, uh, <laughs> Ariana, give us uh, give us your your Tola scouting report. All right, um, I I also will apologize uh, beyond saying his first name. Uh, his last name I will probably not say properly. Uh, Tola Shounmi. Maybe um, he is British, so he's coming from. Um, I think he's, in my opinion, replacing our our British, uh, our, our one British player we we had last year. Um, Toby he not named. Uh, yeah, I, Toby. I'll name it. Um, <laughs> he uh, is a young forward. He's he's um, first year pro. He's coming from three successful seasons at the University of New Hampshire, um, which puts him young. He is 22 years old. Um, he was a third team All-American uh, with the Wildcats and America East Conference Striker of the Year in 2021. So um, some really nice honors uh, with more conference honors and a second team selection last year. Um, and he's Bob seemed to have some really good uh, – uh, quotes on him uh he was hardworking. um we've seen him play he was the name drop when they played in detroit um the one that we could get a hint of before uh, he was announced he, he along with two other signed hounds players are the only ones mentioned um in the detroit game at all so um he's definitely put in some time and he let me pull up my list here he scored a goal in the PSU um, game, the first home preseason game against Penn State. He scored one of our three goals that evening. Um, so he definitely has that experience. Um, and, yeah, he's, he seems like a really good player. I'm pretty excited to see. He's six foot three, so Bob's also going tall in the – in the front and in the back, uh, our defense is really tall, and most of our forwards are pretty tall. So looking forward to see what he has to do. Um, and he was a third-round pick, an MLS draft pick for Atlanta United prior to the 2022 season. Uh, but he returned to New Hampshire to finish his college career before turning back pro to us. So I'm... Atlanta liked him, so I see no reason why, you know, we can't. Usually it's Atlanta liking guys that, that Bob gets first, not the other way around, but we'll see mm -hmm. how, that, how that plays off. Uh, Seth, uh, what I think is the most interesting person on, on this list of seven, DZ Harmon. What you got? Yeah, DZ Harmon, uh, you guys – took a run at your people's your players name so i'm going to as well Dionius Harmon uh he's uh from liberia uh i think this was pretty cool the fact he uh he's a coastal carolina guy which if you've followed college soccer 
within the last five, 10 years, you know, they've been a, not a powerhouse as far as like your Akron's go, but they've, they've been pretty competitive. They've been in the tournament pretty much every year and made a couple runs deep into it. So played some big time college soccer. Uh, since that point, he uh, spent two seasons uh, in Atlanta SC previously known uh, in NPSL as the Atlanta Silverbacks, which uh, is a great name. Uh, then Shout out Ronaldo. Years and, yep, there you go. Two years with the uh, Charleston Battery, which is a very recurring theme for this year's team. <clears throat> um, and our good friend John Morrissey, at USL Tactics had nothing but exquisite things to say about DZ, uh, and you know you look at the he likes he does that whole XG XA you know chart. Uh, it, his key passing forward passing 85th percentile 86th percentile on crossing. I mean it definitely seems like this is an outside creator uh, that's really going to kind of be a. This feels like. The, if you were figuring out how they were replacing Chicharron or Dixon, this feels like this is the the way that Bob's thinking with it. Is DZ Harmon's gonna jump into that spot? And uh, he, uh, what are we looking at? Twenty six. So he's you know he's had fifty four appearances in Charleston. So you know, obviously the USL game's not going to be anything he's not unaccustomed to so seems like uh I, this is, it seems like a pretty solid pickup here yeah i'm curious how how he gets deployed it, it seems like a, a fairly fairly decent signing for being late in the game although who knows how long he was actually actually signed uh unless Ariane has some inside info on, on how when he got his shorts <laughs> changed or something like that but yeah i'm curious on on dz i think it's like I said before, I think the most curious of the of the lot here. But uh, I will move on to to Michael DeShields. He is the twenty four year old six foot one center back. Uh, Bob just racking up uh, racking up center backs. I think six one actually probably makes him the shortest of the uh, of the center back core. But tough to be you, Michael DeShields, fifth overall selection in the twenty twenty one Super Draft by DC United, and that. The fact that he lasted uh, a year with the DC organization and then moved on to uh, the New England Revolution organization, I, I know that the Super Draft isn't what it used to be in terms of talent acquisition for Major League Soccer, but if, if you're taking a guy fifth overall, you're telling me, one, you see something, and two, you, you think other teams see something that require you to take that person at, at that time and not try to grab them later. So the there's got to be something in there that just maybe has not been un unlocked yet. Um, like I said, 14 appearances for Loudon in 2021 when uh, Loudon was, was basically DC2. 17 appearances last season in MLS Next Pro for, for the Revolution 2. The MLS Next Pro stat page is, is dog shit, so it's hard to actually pick up uh, exactly how he did, at least uh, statistically, but... <clears throat> he moves on from there. He comes to he comes to the Hounds. I, I would like to be. I'd like to know if May Ed Kiza put in the the solid word on his behalf to Bob. Who knows? 
But again, fifth overall pick, even in the Super Draft in 2021, there's got to be, there was something in there that, that you know, let DC say we're going to take our, our first pick, our first high pick on, on this guy. And again, maybe if Bob is the guy to, to unlocks it, there, damn it, there might be something there worth, uh, worth holding on to. And that is your Michael DeShields. And now seventh on the list, and uh, there's a very haphazard, um, you know, in no particular order list. Burke failing. Ariana, what do you got? Well, uh, Michael DeShields actually leads perfectly uh, into my segue into Burke. Nice. Michael, uh, Mike was one of the ones getting the disappointed talk when we were at the, the Penn State game. We overheard Bob yelling um, his disappointment, which we we knew pretty much right right then that he. He was probably destined to be signed. He also scored a goal, the the one of our three, um, which leads me into Burke Failing, who scored the third goal in the um, Penn State game and had an assist uh, marked on the Penn State game. So he was another one, uh, Burke Failing, um, who we, from the get-go, a lot of the people that were there were like, yeah, he, he, he should be signed, and if he isn't, Bob's got his head in the clouds this this signing was um kind of what we're all looking for um he is out of mississippi um he is our second shortest player on the team behind robbie at five eight um midfielder he's also coming from uh technically charleston battery uh he was signed for Char- at charleston battery in 2021 and 2022 so that makes three i think if my count is correct um signings in this and our in our new signings that came from charleston battery but last year he was on loan to fc tucson um and played in 27 games um and has put in the time he put in 27 games in 2021 for charleston battery as well um he seems to be a pretty rounded out player um he has played with the seattle saunders youth academy and crossfire premier soccer club both in washington where it was kind of unclear where he was originated from his uh wikipedia says Mississippi, but his page on FC Tucson says Washington native. So I'm not entirely sure if I got that one right. And if I didn't, I am open to corrections. Um, but he's had has some pretty um, decent playing time. They, um, f- they, the team that he was in with college uh, at Seattle University, um, went pretty well um, into playoffs as well in the NCAA tournament before falling to uh, an eventual Final Four participant, Stanford. Um, so he's he's done a lot of of games. His first career goal was a match winner on the road against Loudon last year in June. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how he'll um, round out the team. He's one of the ones that we – there's a couple of things that you can tell um, – a player is inevitably going to be signed. Um, Dan already mentioned one with the shorts change. Um, the players, and if you're watching during preseason, all the players have different jersey numbers on their shirts, but their shorts are specific to what numbers they are getting for the season. And some of our newer signees had shorts before they were announced. Um, there's also an initiation protocol where they will go 
fetch the balls on the train tracks on the outside of the stadium. They had our first, or one of our first signees, um, Christian Gardner do that, our first signee, Christian Gardner do that um, in the first playoff game against Penn State. And they had Burke Failing do that in the last game. So we kind of saw that coming. Um, that's one of their initiation ta- tactics. So we're all really excited to see him um, be signed. And, and I'm really looking forward to see how he has to play. And there it is. That is that's 14 players turned into 41 players on this 2023 roster. Presumably this is the 21 men Bob's taken into week one. Uh 21 guys selecting 18 to go down to uh, the scene of uh, of the Birmingham Dream Killers' great uh, greatest uh, trick uh, down in Birmingham, getting the, the mini uh, mini balls thrown at them. It was beautiful. Loved it. Hug strangers at the bar. Um, so, without having to, to go player by player in this breakdown, just where where the roster sits now, three keepers. Uh, last year's starter and the one guy who stayed from last year, Jamali Waite, Christian Garner, and then Jonathan Gomez. Um, presumably, just based off, off Bob's quotes, I'm assuming uh, Gomez, the guy out of Mercyhurst, is, is the, the three. Garner's the two and Waite's the one. But uh, when it comes to keepers and, and Bob, tomorrow's never guaranteed, so who knows. Um, Defenders, you got Ordonez, Hogan, Dos Santos, the Shields, Biasi, Farrell. Of those, Ordonez, Dos Santos, and Biasi returned from last year. Joe Farrell, uh, the fairly early on uh, transfer in from Arizona. The midfield looks like Rivera, Yabara, Mertz, Forbes, Eto, Falling, and Harmon. Uh, again, if you look at Rivera, Yabara, Rivera, Yabara, Mertz, Forbes, those are all your returnees. And then up, up top, you got Dequa, Kiza, sweet ass name, Langston Blackstock, Tony Lopez, and Tola Shoumni. Shoumni. Man, I hope I get these right at some point. Uh, so there's your 21 guys. <sighs> Seth, I'll start with you. What? Any, any big picture thoughts now you see uh, what looks like to be the week one roster? So. I just refreshed the bird app and John Morrissey just dropped his week zero power rankings. We don't click on power rankings. Don't give those clicks. I did it. Ah, shit. (laughs) We're not good. He has us at a 38% chance to make the playoffs 10th in the East. Is this where we're supposed to all just like just just absolutely um, just hurl Panic abuse at uh, no just hurl abuse at, at Morrissey? I believe that's what that's the protocol, correct? Just hurl endless amounts of abuse. Be mad online at a guy based on based on the uh, way it was handled by another supporter group. Within the last 24 hours. Yes, that apparently is the next course of action. <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking, about, I've been like thinking about this all day since I've been, well, I've been thinking about this since like Wednesday because I knew this would be a question. I, I just <laughs> don't know like what to say at this point. Like I like the, I like the group that came back. I think there's a lot of positives there. Um, it just, 
the the players that we lost from last year feels more substantial now than the fact that we i don't know if there's been like that shock and awe kind of signing like you know i don't think i think there's been some really solid pickups across the uh especially this week with the new seven um you know obviously some guys that are gonna see some time but um i'm just really struggling to put my finger on like are we good are we shit and apparently the eternal shell tactic has us out of the playoffs so absolute shit i think it's hard when over half of our team is all fresh blood for us you know you you're going off we're going off of their previous experience under uh, massively different coaches for for each so i'm intrigued to see where we'll go from here but that's that that hurts (laughs) wow i don't know if i've said this on the podcast but i i've typed it out hit hit enter or send on on various social groups uh this really feels like bob lily's gonna have to bob lily the hardest that he's ever bob lily here in pittsburgh um vesti not on the show tonight but he, he he did point out this this roster does feel like a return to classic lily ball um you know we ventured out of the conference zone and actually got a little uh a little fun offensively and now it's time to, to get back into get back in their shape of 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 lily ball and this feels like a very lily ball-esque roster but again uh, a lot of unheralded guys maybe underappreciated guys who have not succeeded elsewhere or have not had any professional minutes yet it's time for for bob's gonna have to Bob all out here is what it is. Um, is thirty eight percent accurate? Is it is it high? Is it low? I don't know. Who the hell knows? Um, but we'll save that. I mean, we still have, we have hot take show, so we're gonna save save the the, the good stuff for then. Um, this Saturday, final preseason match: Hounds at home against Louisville. 2 p.m. You should probably be listening to this uh, on your drive into uh, Highmark Stadium for the AGM at noon, but we'll stick with the uh, the preseason game at, at 2. Ariana, uh, is your expectation that the, the, the starting 11 we see at, at 2 o'clock tomorrow will be the starting 11 we see at 7.30 p.m. Uh, next Saturday? Yes. Um, I think that We've been inching closer and closer to our our true starting 11. Um, we had a lot of uh, traditional names pop up in, in our starting 11 during Pitt, the, the Pitt game. So I, I definitely think that what we see for Louisville will be what we see um, going into week one. Um, barring maybe some dra- dramatic changes, but... I mean, some of our bigger names didn't get didn't get time until the the second half. Um, this was the first game that we saw any playing time for Nathan Dos Santos, so he is off the bench, um, recovered from his knee injury. 
last year. So I'm excited to see that. Um, we also saw some playing time from Kenny. He played uh, the entirety of the second half. Um, so I definitely think that we're transitioning closer and closer to what, what might look like um, the starting um, 11, though uh, Jamali did not play at Pitt. So I'd be intrigued to see who they start at Louisville. Um, Pitt, the two goalkeepers were Christian Garner and at the time an unsigned uh, Jonathan Gomez. So um, it'll be in, I'll be intrigued to see how they play Louisville, if they play Jamali the whole time or if they substitute in who might end up being the second. I'm assuming Christian Gardner, but I do definitely think that we're getting closer and closer to what Bob thinks might be an active starting 11. And then Seth, what, what are you going to be looking forward, looking at tomorrow with Louisville as, as it relates to, to what you would expect a week from now? I'm going to be interested in, and unfortunately I can't attend due to a prior obligation, uh, I'm going to be interested to hear as far as like the shape that they are playing out of. Um, I'm also going to be really interested to actually hear, is Louisville putting out their 11? I and mean, we know that they have huge returns every year as far as bringing back their pretty much their entire team, it feels like. Is this like, you know, a week zero kind of match where you have the starting 11 for Louis City against our perspective starting 11? And if it is, how do we handle that pressure? Obviously, Louisville is very good. We know they are. We know they will be because they are pretty there. There's not as many question marks around that team. So I think this really does serve as a really good litmus test for us to be able to see if this team is shit or not. So uh, I'm really interested in the shape though, because it really doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't feel like we have a lot of like quote unquote out and out wingers like uh, besides DC DZ. So that's uh, that'd be something I'd be curious to see if it, if it's a true, kind of three across the top like we've seen in the last couple of years with Dixon and Ciceroni wide um, or does it start to look maybe like a little bit more of a I'm trying to think right now like a 3-1-2 formation up top with the five across the back and you let the wing backs kind of blank the outsides I'll, I'll be curious to hear from so take notes Dan I, I will. I'll take notes as best I can, um, but no problem. Yeah, it means you have. Remember, set your beer on the railing. The railing where it says "Do not set any objects on this railing." Exactly. Okay. <laughs> I will do that and then take a picture for you. I, I kind of my continuing thing. Maybe I'm harping on on something that does not deserve to be harped on. Uh, I, I was probably certainly what I'm doing. Uh, the outside backs. Dos Santos, we got finally got some minutes out of him, as we just talked about, but I, I can't imagine he's in starting shape yet. Um, and if, even if he does start, I mean, what are you going to get him? You know, is he uh, good for an hour? I mean, I can't imagine he's, he's close to playing 90 minutes yet. 
So I don't know what the what the deputized option is at left back, right back. Uh, I I don't know. I, I may I just I may I just have to see see someone working in that area to to be reassured that that's correct coverage. And much like Seth said, I, kind of how the the midfield is deployed, I'm curious. It seems like we're in a changing of the guard uh, from from Kenny being a guy just eating up minutes to to maybe pulling back from that a little bit. Um, does this become the year now that that Danny Griffin's gone and and, and Forbes is uh, probably pulling back on his minutes? Is this is this the year that? You know, this becomes the the Robbie Mertz midfield, and, it, and you know he kind of puts his stamp on on how this team matriculates the ball down the field. Um, and then there's a, a healthy group of forwards. Uh, now again, uh, Deke has been the only person not to see minutes yet. See where that that takes us. But in ter- in terms of guys listed as forwards, there's five of them. Uh, you have to imagine if you're signed five, you're trying to at least play two of them at any at any one time. So how those guys uh, get deployed and and how quickly if he plays two, how quickly does Bob land on what the correct you know forward pairing is? Um, I you could see just through soccer at a lot of different places, teams might take half a year to to really find the you know the forward pairing that. That, that clicks and hopefully it doesn't take that long but sometimes it does but if if they find a, a pair that just works from the from the off then then that's gonna be fantastic so we will uh i guess we will have to see but that is tomorrow two o'clock hounds hosting louisville uh it should be a dandy little thing but before that uh at highmark stadium noon Steel Army annual general meeting. I'm looking forward to it. Um, again, I think you should be listening to this podcast as you're driving down there, getting ready for that. Uh, I mean, for general AGM things, it's going to be the first time you could uh, pick up your membership packet for 2023. If you haven't done that yet, you can you can buy it while you're down there and pick it up all in one fell swoop. Uh, the scarf. As discussed before, pretty badass. Uh, I'm looking forward to, to picking mine up here soon as well. Go over just the the business of of Steel Army in the past year. Uh, spoiler alert: it, it's not been bad. Can say that much. Uh, and then we'll have some election stuff going on. We're trying to maybe flip these bylaws around a little bit to uh, to give us some flexibility going forward uh shocking that uh, how we thought this would play out 10 years ago is not how it's played out now and we have to we have to be a little nimble on our feet and adapt a bit but all uh, all good problems for sure um basically we never thought the group would get this big or, or be quite this successful so it's time to adapt uh yeah any uh any thoughts on on the on the uh, on the happenings tomorrow, Seth. Even if you won't be there. Is uh, is Josh still president? He is. <laughs> Damn. I tried hard, but <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, 
I'm out. All right. I was going to try to run a coup campaign to take over, but apparently you're supposed to. Do, you're supposed to start working on that like six months in advance, man. Oh, is that how that works? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I wasn't really up on that part of it, so fair. Fair, fair, fair. Uh, other other news around uh, around the league. Uh, yes, they. The, the news that was all but confirmed finally was confirmed. Uh, USL and ESPN are back in bed together for at least one more year. Uh, so that means all your Hounds games will be available on the ESPN+. Plus. Still have to wait to see if that includes the Open Cup games, and that's the, the next mystery that's looming out there. But that's for another day. Uh, yeah, at least a one-year deal. It sounds like it's a one-year deal, and they're already trying to work on extending that beyond just the one season. That's going to put all the games on ESPN+. Plus. There is a, a small uh, collection of, of games getting the ESPN2 treatment. The Hounds are not one of those. Uh, but they have said that uh, look for more games to be announced in the future. So, uh, Can we talk about that real quick? Yeah, let's talk about that real quick. What, this uh, what pisses me off. Oh, it does. This okay. pisses me off still. Um, because I think uh, the only time we've ever got uh, we've had a game on that spot was the Pasher game winner, right? Was that no, was that a news ESPN news or something like that? Yes, I feel like that was COVID year. Yeah, it was a COVID year. I don't. Get, I can't remember if it was if it was on two or 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 news, but it was on one of those. I think two. Now I think about it. I don't understand with the landscape of the stadium, a team that's been competitive over the years we continually don't get a quote-unquote showcase game from the league you have Tuffy who's been around is probably one of the older statesmen in the ownership community at this point it just seems strange to me that we don't wind up even even getting the chance to play on the road against somebody like that's just a I don't know. It, it maybe it's one of those things that I just get more pissed off than I should about. But it like when I saw that list of nine and didn't see PIT anywhere on the list, it kind of frustrates me. Now, see, it does that. It doesn't bother me much at all. Just I don't know. I think I've I've settled into a nice comfy spot of the hounds are. I mean, I won't throw out the the disrespect word because. There's enough groups that like to throw it well, around. Yeah. No one likes us. No, no. Uh, but I, I, I've become careful with the Hounds being somewhat underappreciated in the USL, USL ecosphere. Um, I don't, yeah, no. You don't get extra points in the table because your game is on on ESPN two or something like that. It, you know, the table's the table. You. If you if you win, lose, or draw, and it doesn't matter if you know it's a ESPN Plus game or something getting kind of broader coverage. I mean, I'm sure the the club would like to get a bit of a showcase on national TV, and who knows, maybe in this next round of games that comes out, it will be. But I, it, it's probably something that I should be just a, a bit annoyed about. Just raise the profile of the club, uh, but it doesn't. Ariana, what the where do you fall on this? Big deal, little deal, no deal? I mean, 
it feels weird that our season, not just ours is the Riverhounds, but the USL season stretches from March to November. And it feels really weird that more games can't be played on a bigger network like ESPN2. I mean, we're not asking for primetime coverage. We're just asking for a, a half a step above where we already are. And it feels like they should have the wherewithal to, you know, do maybe one game per team um, on national television. That can't be that hard. Um, I, it definitely is irritating, but as someone who watches it pretty, I mean, I only, you know, watch, I have ESPN plus, so I, I really just watch it online that way. I don't and plug it into the TV and just call it a day. I don't know if it would make a difference to me, but it feels weird that, you know, we can't seem to figure out in our eight month season, you know, one game per team maybe that could be played on ESPN too. Just feels like they're not working hard enough. Which then makes me think that this is why people were confused that the U.S. Cup didn't exist. You know, a couple months ago, there was all this confusion about, oh, wouldn't it be nice if there was a, a cup league in America? And people were like, well, there is. Well, I don't think it just that the U.S. Cup or the U.S. Out, I don't think it just gets enough playing time for people to really know which puts butts in seats. Something you always say, you know, that's what we need, butts in seats. People to, to watch, people to want to interact and putting us on a bigger network or, a, you know, ESPN two versus just online at ESPN plus might be <clears throat> the direction which we should head. I mean, we should push for. I think it would get more attention. No, it does get more attention. I mean, because now, you know, every every bar that just has ESPN two already on will will then have a Hounds game on. And I, I, I probably should care about it more. I just for some reason, this I don't know. I can't muster the the angst for this one, even though it's probably something that I should. Uh, of the nine games, so that's 18 game, eighteen teams, uh, 17 are unique. The only time a, a team is on there twice is um, shocking Louisville. Uh, but beyond that, it's 16 other you know teams getting one appearance. And maybe the Hounds, you know, maybe the next batch of games come out, the Hounds are, you have two or three of them or something like that, and we, you know, it all just, this whole part of the conversation is for naught. Um, I'm you just know Wailu lo- City's on there twice, right? Yeah. Cause, cause everyone loves him, baby. Cause Kerr has to go restock his whiskey collection and uh, bourbon collection. That's true. Who knows? He he was working the uh, MLS games last weekend. He did the uh, the the Toronto DC game. So he's split time. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, he's split time. He's big time. Him. He is now. He's working college big games, time. MLS games. He says he's still doing USL games. He, that's going to be uh, dude's going to be racking up the airline miles. We'll see, but uh, yeah, maybe I should care about it more. Maybe who knows? Or maybe it's, it's all for nothing when the, the next batch of games come out. I'm a little shocked, and Ariana, you brought this up that there isn't more coverage just on USL for ESPN now that they don't have MLS. So the only domestic soccer they have now is USL. So I thought there might be a little more attention being paid to it, but. Maybe that's negotiation of, of a one year deal. Who knows? I was I was mildly surprised by that. 
And I think I think ESPN's done pretty awful with all of the soccer they've taken on over the last three years. I don't disagree with that. But they just kind of seem to get these leagues and then just kind of only talk about them on ESPN FC. Uh, we know USL should try to get Wrexham into the league. That would raise the profile. There you go. That fixes all your problems. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. <sighs> yeah. Uh, quickly scanning my my list of things. Discussed USL and ESPN. We discussed the the AGM. Uh, the Rochester Rhinos still haven't said a said a fucking word since um, we've been paired against them in the Open Cup. Uh, the, the hot rumor is some Italian might be uh, might be buying the team off the Dworkins, and Jamie Vardy's just gonna disappear. Uh, just a, a total clusterfuck. So hopefully we play them in, in the second round of the Open Cup and we can turn it into a party. But uh, they said they're going to have news within a week and it's we're now on, I believe, nine days since that's happened. So so much for that semi-promise. Uh, MLS Next Pro doesn't still doesn't have a schedule and we're into the second week of the MLS uh, proper season and USL is starting in a week, so... Uh, I'm waiting to see the MLS Next Pro schedule come out, and the first game is, you know, three days later or something absurd like that. Um, see how that plays out. Next Saturday, watch party, S- season opener. Hounds are down in Alabama, and we will be at Bulldog Pub. Kickoff is at 7:30, but you want to be there by seven to get that. Uh, you gotta get the the, uh, the pregame beverage in you as well. I am looking forward to it. I've been the Bulldog. Uh, well, since the USL season wrapped up, I was there for a couple of the World Cup games. Was there for a FA Cup match as well. Um, Bulldog, the wings are still tasty. That Italian hoagie is amazing, and the beer selection is fantastic. Ariana, are you looking forward to this watch party? Back to the scene of the crime where Kizza did his magic. I am. I I love Bulldogs. I think it's uh, a great vibe. It's where we spent, uh, where we packed full for the first uh, round of playoffs, um, which was very exciting. Um, there, you're right. Their beer selection is always fantastic. I'm partial to uh, a certain drink, uh, surf side vodka and tea which i have been unable to find in any liquor store but i can confirm that they have it so i am looking forward to getting my my fix um of that and uh, i'm excited just to be around everyone um it's such a great vibe and um jesse's fantastic the owner and there's uh four tvs five tvs and we usually take at least three of them which is nice um I've been down, I was down there for a couple of the, the World Cup games as well. Um, and I'm looking forward to it. Back back to soccer season. Soccer back season. Back to the real back. soccer season. Damn right. <laughs> uh, Seth, Bulldog is open. We'll be there for the watch party on the opener. But that's not the only pub of interest that is uh, making headlines in the Pittsburgh area. Uh, I'm sure you've heard by now, uh, our boy, our boys, I shall say, at uh, at Piper's. They are back open, baby. 
Um, when am I getting you back down there at Piper's for uh, for some Scotch eggs oh. or a uh, or a boxy? I'm a boxy fan, hundred percent all the way. Scotch eggs are good every once in a while, but it's you can't you can't live and die by it because it's one of those things where it's just like, oh, you can die by it. I don't know. Well, you can yeah, you can very <laughs> easily die by it. Uh, but it's always I'm always there for whatever the boxy of the day is, or you know what. It was always nice whenever you get your team to play like a ten o'clock match, and you could hang around and hit up like whenever they would throw on fish and chips for lunch, so you could kind of like get a little tipsy through the match, get some good fish and chips to serve you up for the rest of your day. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm definitely interested to get back down there and. Uh, See see how it's going. I understand they no taps yet, just uh, canned beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's canned the balls at the moment. Word on the street is is they actually they pull the, the tap lines out. Um, I just I assume just to get like the the deep clean or something like that. But they're being they're being reinstalled shortly, so we should be back to taps here uh, in due course. Okay, well, good because I mean I always enjoyed the kind of authentic hub selection that they had as far as drafts went there. So yeah, awesome to hear that they're back open. Uh obviously the more soccer bars the better. Damn and right. uh that's right. Any any chance to have some variety to go watch some games. Beautiful. Well I said we're gonna try to make this under an hour and I, I it looks like we might uh, we might pull this off. It's gonna be good times. Uh, next week, here is here is the Houndsy uh, potential schedule for next week. It's uh, I hope you you save your holes for some from some good Houndy time next next week because it's gonna be it's gonna be packed. Monday night, bring back my boy Tim Lawson of Bet the USL. We're gonna do a little season preview. Uh, I just confirmed that with him today. So I've actually, I haven't talked that with, with any of you guys, but um, we're doing an episode Monday night. So uh, if one of you or someone else in the, uh, in the bullpen want to come on there, we'll be doing that on Monday, Tuesday, as long as we can get a bar lined up, we're all, we're all getting together. We're going to do the first Houndsy show uh, in person. We're going to have a couple of adult beverages and we're going to give our hot takes and predictions that will be sure to go wrong. Uh, uh, Ariana, what um, are you, how are you preparing for for the hot takes and prediction show? Um, well, I to be one hundred percent honest, I am uh, making sure that I have all my information right on the new signees, and I have to warm up. I haven't uh, had an alcoholic beverage in you know in a, in quite a while. Uh, embarrassed to say, so I do have to rewarm up my uh, alcoholic beverage. Uh, ability. <laughs> so that's I mean, how I'm preparing. S- season starts soon. <laughs> gotta get my. Yeah, that's that that's, first tailgate goes seven going. hours. Yeah, and uh, I'm gonna. Ha- I will already be prepping some some of my infamous pudding shots. So I might have mm-hmm. to bring a few to the watch party. Nice. Maybe a new flavor I'm testing out. I'll make all you you all the guinea pigs. Nice. Uh, when it comes to alcohol, I will guinea pig. Seth, how do you prepare for hot takes and, and should be terrible predictions? I'm making my own data model 
and I'm taking on John Morrissey. Nice. <laughs> nice. I like it. And then Thursday uh, will be the first, you know, preview show of, of the season, looking at, at week one versus Birmingham. And so, uh, yeah, we're looking at maybe a, a three-episode three, three episode week uh, next week. So block off some time for uh, for some quality pod, or not quality, but, you know, podcast listening. This is Hounsy for, for, you know, it's not good. <sighs> Guys. Made it. We did a Friday night podcast, and it probably wasn't that terrible. Seth, what did we learn tonight? Mm-hmm. Learned we're not making the playoffs. <laughs> not with that right attitude. I saw it on my Twitter. You got to browbeat him into raising that percentage point a little bit. I'm going to text him. Be like, hey, what's going on with this? Hey, hey. Seasonal depression of this last three months of Western Pennsylvania weather. I can't take that, John. Don't do this to us. No, be you're trying, a friend. You can't pull the heartstrings. You just got to be straight abusive towards them. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not really that kind of guy. I, unless, unless you're a PR, unless you're a pro referee. There and then I don't and, and you've had a couple, about you. And you had a couple of beverages. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. Ariana, what did we learn tonight? I I learned that the Hounds should start having uh, name pronunciation on, on either their press releases, definitely on their press releases, and then on their uh, roster when they eventually update their roster on their website. Uh, we have a lot of unique names out there that I know all of us will be butchering all season. So it would be nice to have at least <laughs> some. Grubba, are you listening? Grubba? Yeah. Uh, you hear me? Um, NCAA teams do it all the time on their websites. So why not us? We're, we're, we're better than them. So we can definitely, we can definitely do something like that. Nice. Uh, I learned, I don't know if I learned this, I, I relearned it because I, I knew this before and then I forgot about it, and then as I was looking things up today, I, I relearned it. The MLS Next Pro data page is bullshit. Considering you, you want to pump up these, these prospect guys, you'd think you'd have something better than um, a bad code that went through like a dribble's anus or something. I don't know, it's terrible. It is so bad. Uh, but that is MLS Next Pro for you. It's just so bad. Now that we shit on them uh, for a schedule they don't have yet, it's time to close this bad boy out. We'd like to thank the Beautiful Game Network for providing the online hosting of Houndsy. Check out the wealth of soccer content being produced weekly at bgn.fm. The Houndsy theme music was composed and performed by Rocketman and the Space Babies. Check them out at facebook.com slash spacebabiespgh. The show is produced by Joe Majorek. Email the show at pghstewarmy at gmail.com and put podcasts in the subject line. All complaints about the show can be sent to nick.noble at mail.wvu.edu. On behalf of Ariana and Seth, I'm Dan Yost. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back again soon.